Hey friends, this is Blaine Hill uh, from the Lake Murray Presbyterian Church. I'm the associate pastor here in beautiful Chapin, South Carolina. This is our Thursday live stream devotional. We're glad to have you here, whether you're listening later or streaming in right now. This serves as a little bit of a test for us as we seek to live stream worship on Sunday morning. So if you are with us, if you could if you're able to just type us a little message there on the on the streaming comments, that would be very helpful. It's always helpful if you subscribe and give us a thumbs up. I know you hear that on YouTube videos all the time, but it does help us to promote the video. Today, I want to talk about togetherness in a time of social distancing. Distancing. Reverend Richard Floyd, uh, he's the pastor at Trinity Presbyterian Church in Atlanta. He commented recently in a message to his church. He commented on the word religion. The root of the word religion is to bind people together. Religion is in part to hold people together in a common sense of beliefs, set of beliefs uh, in common fellowship and a common purpose. We live in a time of social distancing. Now, when the Centers for Disease Control uses this phrase, they mean physical uh, distancing, staying at a distance from each other, not gathering in large groups and that sort of thing. The challenge, of course, is that human beings need connection, need social connection. But for now, we have to we have to live by the physical limitations of being apart from each other. Uh, and that's that's hard. So I want to offer you a, f- a few thoughts of how to live faithful faithfully in time of social distancing. First, I want to encourage you to follow the health guidelines, not only because they'll keep you healthy and others healthy, but as a matter of following Christ. Follow the health guidelines we're giving, given as a matter of following Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus teaches us to love our neighbor. One of the most important things Jesus says, he summarizes the law in the gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. I think that's very often what we think of when we think of religions as our devotion to God. And well, we should. Jesus says this is the greatest and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. It's also worth noting that the Ten Commandments create the expectation for us to look after the good of our neighbor. Following health and safety guidelines is a practical way to love our neighbor and to seek the good of our neighbor. So we don't get to spend as much time with people as we might, well, as we do want to. Uh, we're, we're not going to gather in worship in our sanctuary. Uh, and that's really disappointing. Um, until we can gather again. But I think we should think about that decision as something we do not only for health, but also physical health, but also as a spiritual discipline. Maybe we could even think of it as a retreat. I don't know. That's just a thought I have. But we do so as a matter of following Jesus Christ. The second thing I'd like you you to maybe think about is this. Is social distancing something like a parable? for the social divisions we've had in our society in recent years. Our society has been divided into opposing camps, not just 
between, say, political parties, but sometimes within political parties, even by which television channels we watch. And some people would no doubt point out that we're simply seeing divisions in society that have been there. Perhaps the outbreak of the coronavirus and the physical social distancing made necessary by this outbreak, maybe it will reveal to us our deep connection, our deep need for connection to other people, that our social divisions uh, have cost us a very steep price. And this virus, as terrible as it is, and as much as we would not wish it upon ourselves, it is also showing us how much we need human social relationships. We need to be connected to each other as people, um, as a society, uh, as a nation, and as a world. And we need to be connected to other Christians uh, as brothers and sisters in Christ. So our social necessary social distancing maybe is revealing something in our society and in our fellowship that we need to alter in the future. Here's a third idea. How how are we going to nurture Christian fellowship in this time of social distancing? How will we nurture not just Christian fellowship, but simple human fellowship in this time of social distancing? I'm going to read you a few verses from the letter to the Hebrews. This is in the 10th chapter. It's the 24th and 25th verse. I promise to read it. You can look it up later. And let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together as some, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Well, that verse encourages us to not give up the habit of meeting together, and we're not going to do that. We're going to continue to meet together, but we're going to do it while we're physically apart. Now, that's a little bit of a paradox, but let, let me talk. How, how can you actually meet together in the time of social distancing? Well, we're kind of doing it right now. Um, we can comment and say hello to one another. Maybe I'm not sure if we can see who else is watching. That's an interesting question. Um, if you can, you go ahead and comment and let us know if that's happening. But how do we meet together even if we're apart? Well, first... You can worship with the people you live with, probably family. You may have roommates or other people. You can sing and read and pray together. If you don't already have a family practice like this, this is a great opportunity to start. Uh, If you have children in the home uh, and you're their parents or, or grandparents, you can lead them in this new practice because we've had to change our social patterns. So we can change the patterns in our home as well. So that's one thing is we can still meet together for those of us who are living together as a family or as roommates. However, we are living together. The second is we can meet electronically, which is exactly what we're doing in a sort right now. Lake Murray Presbyterian Church is going to stream both the 830 and 1030 service this coming Sunday. I'm speaking to you on the Thursday, March the 19th. This is from March the 22nd. We'll have both services streaming through YouTube Live. In fact, today we have some technicians coming in to upgrade our our equipment to help us to do that. Just as a side note, I'll probably put up my phone and do it on Facebook Live, stream it on Facebook Live as well. 
kind of as a backup, but also because some people may find that easier. The sound should be much clearer, as should the picture through YouTube Live, but you explore what works for you. Uh, we are on the 29th of March. We are planning for something a little bit different. At the 830 service, we'll stream as we plan to this Sunday. Uh, but at the 1030 service, we're planning for something we're calling drive-in church. What in the world is that? What we're going to do is uh, invite people to drive up into the parking lot in front of the office. We'll set up worship leadership in front of our office building. The ground slopes away. So people will ask people to stay in their cars. That's how we maintain social distancing. We hope to. So we're not going to get out and, and greet our friends. If somebody forgets and they get out, give them three, tap, three quick taps on the horn to remind them, beep, beep, beep. Uh, and then hopefully they'll get back in their car. We don't want people to get out. Stay with the people you came with. And um, But we'll lead the worship service. We hope to get some large screens up so you can see. Uh, we're still working on the details. We have uh, we've ordered an FM transmitter so that you can uh, uh, you will be able to tune your radio in and to hear it. It's a lot like going to the drive-in. Uh, years ago, you used to put hang that speaker on your window if you've ever been to a drive-in. But now at drive-ins, they have a, a radio transmitter that projects the sound for the m movie, and that's what we're going to attempt to do again. Uh, this is an experiment. We'll have to see if it works, if it works well. We'll also have to see how things are changing uh, in relationship to the coronavirus. Uh, at any rate, that's the plan that we have. So, again, we'll be together, though we have social distance, which is so important to maintain. So, worshiping in your household. And I know some of you live alone, so that's not really an option. Uh, we can gather electronically. We hope to have drive-in worship as well. Another way we can be together, it's the old telephone. Right now on the staff, we're reaching out to church members who might be more vulnerable to the coronavirus. We're reaching out to them by telephone. Um, CDC has advised us to try. It doesn't seem wise to go and visit. Um, so we're, we're just calling people and checking in. We continue, we'll continue to do that. So I want to challenge you now. Have you made some phone calls to people you know and care about? Uh, this is a chance for you to catch up on the phone. It could be someone you haven't talked to in a long time. Uh, this is a great excuse, a great reason to call them and say, hey, I just wanted to check in. And that's really all you need to say. Hey, tell them who you, you know, tell them who you are and say, hey, I just wanted to check in. All this corona craziness I know has got me cooped up. How are you doing? People will really appreciate that, I'm, I'm sure. So I want to encourage not only, uh, I, I want you to know we're doing that, but I want to challenge you to give some people some phone calls uh, in the corona craziness. I like that term, by the way. Um, that's a challenge uh, that you, maybe, maybe you can call somebody every day until these restrictions are lifted. And so that uh, we will encourage one another in love and also in good deeds. You can reach out to people. And, the, and I think of this in two ways. The first is perhaps obvious. Maybe you can reach out to assist somebody who needs help. Uh, there are a lot of teenagers and college students in our congregation and in our community. And suddenly they're out of school. They may have more time than is perfectly good for them, to tell you the truth. Um, and 
if you're at a high risk of getting the virus, maybe you shouldn't go to the store or run errands. And maybe you can ask them uh, to help you. So, so one way that uh, we can be together is you can ask people for assistance. Uh, and in doing so, you're helping them fulfill, there's a hard word, fulfill their calling to Christ uh, to help others. And then, of course, maybe maybe this was the obvious one, is that if you're in a position to help someone else, help them out. Two ladies in our church that uh, recently contacted, contacted us, and they said, hey, uh, we're going to be out running errands. And we know we have some members in our church who shouldn't be out in public, whether they're older or their immune system's compromised, whatever the reason may be. Uh, maybe when someone gets sick in our community, if that happens. We want, we want to offer to run to the grocery store for them, these, these two ladies said, or if they need an errand run. Now, this is amazing because they have their own families to care for. They, they both have young children, elementary age children, and who are going to be about the house and need a lot more attention. But they knew that their calling to be faithful and to love their neighbors included uh, reaching out and trying to help other people. Uh, and so they, they called up or emailed up the church, to the church and said, hey, who can we help out? Uh, and they reached out and, and contacted some people. So it may be that you uh, can build Christian community, just build community in, in general and nurture our connections by offering to help others. Uh, I encourage you to think about that, reflect on it and see what you need. It may be asking for help. Uh, it, it may be offering help. Well, brothers and sisters, uh, I'm glad to be able to come to you this way. And um, if you're listening to it, you probably don't need help getting online. But if you know someone who does, they sure can just call up to the church. Just this morning, I walked someone through how to access the YouTube video. And it just took a few, us a few minutes. And I, I think they were able to get it. So I want to have a quick word of prayer with you and then say, God bless you. Uh, if you're in need of anything, by all means, contact us and we'll try to help. Heavenly Father, what an amazing world we live in where, though we are divided by this illness, we are in communication through this technology. God, we pray that you would guard and shelter and protect us, that you would give us wisdom on how to keep ourselves safe and to act faithfully under that counsel. God, we pray that we would be bound close together by the power of your Holy Spirit. And that we would reach out to one another in whatever means we can. Bless us, dear Heavenly Father. All for the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Well, pals, uh, it is good to be in touch. I want you to know there's more information coming out about uh, church activities and inactivities. Probably be another video today, a letter from Pastor Ben Sloan and from the session. Thank you. and God bless you so, so very much.